right. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 68 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. We've taken quite a break, but we are what a month. Yeah, Less than a month. It's been a while. Yeah. But today we have Jeff Mendock and Rick Houchin in the kitchen. What? What? We are happy to have them on. So let me jump right into it because I don't want to leave you three hanging out on a limb. So we have a friend named Justin, and he sends us pictures, me and Rick, pictures of Camera Jesus. And Camera Jesus is a very talented photographer who lives the life that Rick and I want to live. You have to understand this. I live in a place of jealousy. So this is where I'm talking about. I'm fully in awe of his talent. I am somewhat jealous even of the Instagram following. I love the fact that he gets people are like, here, just take this four thousand dollar camera, go shoot shit with it, okay. and then bring it back to me. And when you're done, thirty thousand dollars. So I, I come from a place of bitter jealousy, and Justin will randomly send me cool photos that he does, and I will literally be like, fuck that. Oh, I'm jealous. Blah blah blah. So one time, Justin sends me a great photo, and I and it was like I forgot what it was, but it was something like. A shooting star over picture rocks at night. Something just absolutely amazing. And he color graded it perfectly. Great photo. And I touched it because I wanted to get in. I wanted to zoom in on it because I wanted to see the quality of the photo. And of course, it's phenomenal. It is top link. And I said, fuck him. That's why I said back to Justin. The problem is, as you guys know, when you click on the photo on Instagram, what do you do? You go to the person. So I said, camera Jesus, fuck him. You yep. win, sir. You win. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> <laughs> How recent was this? Uh, two months, three months ago. I don't know. So you've been blocked from his account? No. I mean, if he ever like <laughs> messaged me back on it, I would literally be like, just tell him the story. I would be honest with him. Like, dude, just super jealous. And I just, I, my buddy constantly rubs your shit in my face all the effing time. And you have to understand, I reached a point where I'm just like, Oh, look at me. I'm going to Mexico all of a sudden. And you're, <laughs> and you're living this super cool life. Oh, look. I went from being cold in Michigan and my toes in the sand. Oh, man. It must be so tough. I mean, you know, I, I, I say to you, because you know, and if you guys don't follow me, you don't understand. Steve, are you passionate about this? It's just a little bit. I'm just jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. I wish someone would be, hey, Steve, you know, could you just come on down and shoot a video of us here and but, I mean, first of all, I can't even leave my job like that. So, I mean, but it's just, yeah, I'm jealous. Because I know, I, I had to amend my statement. So, I know that at some point, one of my friends could move out of town, and they would say, hey, you want to come down and shoot a video for us? And then I wouldn't have an excuse because I have to put in there that it's my job. I'm not getting paid. So Right. Yeah. But anyways. All right. I know with the pot. You feel better now? No, I just thought that it was, was a hot take to start tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that can loop back around later in the episode. I think you're probably going to be right. <laughs> All right. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H O T T A K E F R O M T H E K I T C H E N at gmail.com. And we have no new emails. Can you tell people what you're wearing? That aren't the I have a kind of cute, ugly Christmas sweater on that I got from Walmart yesterday. And by ugly, you mean sexy? It's both. The ladies at work, especially on you. Of course, they did, Bradley. It brings out the glisten in your eyes. And 
sweater has a very fluffy llama on who he has sunglasses and reindeer horns and a scarf. Good antlers. And if you look at the back, you can see his butt. Oh. Because. Nice. So, yes. Wow. It's like I have a llama going through me. It's just the gift that keeps hanging out. It is. It's an amazing sweater. I'm glad I bought it. <clears throat> so you no emails, so trivia will be next. Oh get to it. Well, let me get to it. And the last question we asked, which took some time to get to, I couldn't remember, was Behind the Besser Museum for Northeast Michigan lies a charming historic village. <clears throat> Here you will discover four restored and maintained century-old buildings from the Alpena region. Can you name all four? And I only got one. <clears throat> right? The schoolhouse. Yes. There's also the general store. Pretty sure there's a First National Bank. Schoolhouse, general store, bank, and um, there's no general store. Yeah, there's no general store. I guess that. Is there a farmhouse? No. Is there a house? Sort of. Is there a jailhouse? No. Uh, birdhouse? No. It's a cabin. Uh, I like that you're sort of guards now. The <laughs> cabin. Cabin. Love cabin, shack. bank, oh. a school. Cabin, bank, school. Church? There you go. Shocking. I should. I can't wait to lead off with church after that. <laughs> and then we are in Alpena, so bar would be next probably after that. If they had yes. So there was McKay Cabin from 1898. The Maltz Exchange Bank from 1972. So I don't know how that's centuries old. So it might have been 1872. There's Green School from 1895 and Spratt Church from 1912. Mm-hmm. So, this week's question is from the CVB Great Lakes. Uh, previously a large cedar swamp, this 1,890-acre flood pond is ideal for observing wildlife, such as osprey, and for reeling in monster pike, bass, walleye, and panfish. What is its, what is its name? Guesses. I was not really listening, I'll be honest with you. My daughter's <laughs> boyfriend messaged me. Whoa! And he said, Mr. Jacobson. All I saw was Mr. Jacobson. I was like, uh oh, this is weird. Who's, who's messaging me, Mr. Jacobson? And he said, Do you know what you and your wife like for Christmas? And I said, Just for you guys to come home safely. I heard about panfish. Is that what you're talking about? Here? I'm sorry. I'll reread the question. Please do. I'm sorry. <laughs> you That's were my fault. Distracted. I was distracted. It's weird having my daughter have a boyfriend. I'm telling you, it's really weird. And for him to call you Mr. Jacobson. Yeah, it's just the whole thing's weird. So, all right. <laughs> I love this. All right. <laughs> Previously, a large cedar swamp. This 8,970-acre flood pond is ideal for observing wildlife, such as osprey. Oh, I know this. And for reeling in monster pike, bash, bass, walleye, and panfish. What is its name? So you should start with Jeffrey. Get one guess. That's pretty. It's still kind of a layup. Yeah, this is kind of an easy one, I think. I'm, I'm not. But maybe it's Michigan. maybe it's too easy, and too I'm easy. missing it. Yeah. No, it, I don't think you, you don't are. Think so? No, it's pretty much it. Go ahead, say it. It's Fletcher. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. 
Fletcher Floodwaters, located in the neighboring community of Hillman. Funny story about Fletcher Floodwaters. When I was down at uh, Spring Arbor on Monday, the Gabe met with the teacher that he wants to – part of the reason why he's coming down there. And he's like, oh, man, I've gone fishing up at Fletcher Floodwaters a couple times. It's amazing up there. And I was like, good for you. <laughs> mm. Happy for you. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what he wanted from me at that point. I, I don't didn't know what he was like. I mean, I think he was looking for like, oh, I fish too. Man, that's awesome. Let's stop fishing. But I don't fish. So then I, I wasn't going to try to fake like I fish. So I was just like, I appreciate I didn't know he, I appreciate you <laughs> helping boost your economy. I didn't know what he wanted from me. So I just was like, thanks. Cool. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I did. Cool. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah, awesome. All right. Guess we'll move on to the hot takes. So I have a lot of hot takes in my head. So depending on what you guys all say is where I will fill in the gap in my hot take. How does that sound? Right. All right. Okay. I guess I'll go first. Great. And my hot take is Janoris Jenkins was cut after using an offensive word on Twitter. Any guesses on what the offensive word was? Mm -hmm. I know what it is. It's the R word. Yes. Can't do it, man. Nope. He was responding to somebody who was complaining about him in his play, saying that no matter how good he is, the team isn't winning and it's all his fault. And, and so Janoris Jenkins, Jenkins replied, I can only do my job. And he called him the artbird. And that led to him being cut today, and he is happy. He's happy he's cut? Yes. Was he on the Browns? No, he was on the Giants. Giants. Huh. Wait, why'd you have to jump right to the Browns? <laughs> it just sounds like a Brown type of player. Everybody's happy Pretty to the Browns. So, yeah. You he got what he say. wanted, but so can't say it. I'll say two things. So, two hot takes. So, one, are you saying that – are you implying that he said that so he would get cut? Is that what you're saying? I think there's a – I don't think he – no. Okay. All right. No, but I'm sure he's happy now that he. Did he get? Has way. he gotten picked up? No. Okay. He's just, just. No, he's just happy to be unemployed now. Oh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it makes that. sense, right? All that. Um, and then my second thing would be is it's interesting how over the past ten years, fair time frame, how many words have now fallen off? Things that I mean, even I would be. You know, saying that I would not be comfortable saying anymore. Yeah. You know, things I would say playing a video game with your brother or you next to me, I would literally be like, shut up, whatever. And then I would not say that now because it's yes. very inappropriate. Mm -hmm. So and I'll be the first to raise my hand and say that it was not cool. But, yeah, so. It's all about taking accountability, which he did not do. Yeah. He doubled down. He was like, no, that's fine. Just got to deal with it. Yeah. It's like, okay, good. Yeah. Good. Good job, Janoris. All right. I am so thankful that uh, we have all this breaking news in Alpina about how um, everyone over the age of Careful. 30. Careful. Wait for it. Is glad that. The kids are going to school and wearing their coats because that's what they had to do in their days. And that's why we're not going to vote for a millage or bonds or anything. 
kids need to get a little bit of hair on their chest, and that's why we're going to wear coats to school and keep them on all day. So this is part of a larger discussion we were possibly going to have a little bit later on. Can't wait. So, I mean. <laughs> this take is so hot, hopefully it'll help the kids in school who can't feel their fingers while they're trying to take a test. Well, I mean, all they have to do is do the keyboard now. That's right. It's the computer's fault. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> so, I, uh, there's so much to unpack there. How would you like me to proceed? In whatever. <laughs> go with what you feel. Yeah. Um, I will say that, hey, hey. my roommate's here. Yes. Say hey. Hello. I like it. Nailed awesome. it. Nailed Good it. job, Steel. He's on the pod. That's good. <laughs> Still going. Um, yeah. I forgot where I was going now because Steel came in and... Like a steel wave. Yeah, just like boom. Just crushed it. Uh, well, what we were talking about was um, how hot this take was. Yes. And which direction do you go in? Well, I can say as somebody over 30, I never wore my coat in school. So, wow. I think it's a shame. Thanks, Finding. I Shattered. think it's a shame that people, that these kids have to wear their coats. Would you vote for a tax increase? I did the first time and I would this time. Hard hitting facts here on. Because, on like Whitney Houston it. says, the children are our future. That's right. I think we can end it right there, folks. That's a podcast in a, in a See nutshell. You See you next week. I'm with you. I barely made minimum wage and I voted to give the kids everything they need. I mean, it's wild. It's just wild. Don't don't get me going. I can go on a tangent. Well, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll this do could it. be wild. I'll this do could it. Be, I'll I'll do it. So, I'm revved up right I'm now. Ready. I'm ready to go. What I mean is, so, <laughs> yeah. you, you have to be in. So, I can appreciate that people have the, their choice to be able to make whether they want to have the tax increase or not. Well, I do believe taxation is theft. So, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. But like, there's good theft and bad theft. Yeah. And I also nice. understand nice. part part of I'm not saying at all, and now this is just for the average person mm-hmm. in our town, unfortunately, is our community has had a really difficult time discerning one tax versus the other. So it was unfortunate that that millage came right after the jail, and there's still people. I mean, you know. It's very much like when you had a last relationship and your girlfriend cheated on you, and then this one, you're just kind of like, ah, you're taking it out on the person you have, even though they had nothing to do with the circumstance you're in right now. And unfortunately, that's kind of happened in school. And it just, I find it interesting two things. One, we're an elderly community, so there's a large amount of people that have really no tie to the school. Honestly, they don't. Sure. The kids have moved away, they live somewhere else, and they're, for lack of a better term, stuck here. You probably deal with some of that, unfortunately. They've decided to take a stand, and unfortunately, they decided to take a stand on the wrong issue. If, in my opinion, if that makes sense, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I agree with everything you said. That you know, from one issue to the next, and then this one, I think some people just had enough, and it wasn't explained well to them, and then they just see where my taxes are being increased but they don't see like you know what let's put this in perspective how much you're going to be paying over the year it's just it's minuscule Mm -hmm. but 
they've had enough and they just chose for some reason this issue to be because most of them don't most of them don't have uh they're like yeah whatever i don't want to pay taxes my kids don't go to school my kids have moved out and they don't see the big picture just like you see the big picture it's such a it's such a big privilege problem yeah i mean it's just such i feel like if you would look up privilege in the dictionary the latest article on Alpena Public Schools bond issues would be right next to it. Period. Because all these people that are older here and have retired here, they probably had children and they probably wouldn't be happy if their kids were going through the same thing. And I have no idea how this community is supposed to survive and thrive when we can't even retain students and their families because we can't keep their kids warm in school. Let's not even talk about the level or quality of education because we can't pay our teachers enough. I'm well, really trying to calm. I'm really trying to stay no. calm right now. I'm trying not to make this. Uh, well, no, I'm trying no, not to go I, viral here tonight. No, I, but I, I think we could talk about it in a way that you're. you're I mean, you're made, We're we're all on the same page here, obviously. But I think it's important for to bring up, which we've all had these discussions before. You know, it's tough when our community is so rural, yep. so spread out, and we have some extenuating circumstances and costs that other school systems are are don't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And that's compounded by the fact that some of these people are on fixed income zone, unfortunately. And an extra hundred dollars, you know, over a year is a lot of money to them. It, it's you're you are right where if they don't have kids, they probably feel different than a family. But the fact is is they're looking when you have to choose between your meds and eating food, I mean that is a real that is a real thing that you know Rick deals with every day, unfortunately, or not directly, but some of his people that he interacts with. So I empathize with them. I do. I'm not saying that again, as Rick pointed out so eloquently, they're probably choosing the wrong issue to take the stand on. And I think that's unfortunate, but it is really tough. And then two episodes, well, five episodes ago. We've had a couple of administrators on, yep. and they said, really honestly, it's not the old people that were the problem with this last election. Mm-hmm. It was the parents. The parents. Well, that's why. Out. I mean, I know that it was kind of a joke. But like, it was very serious about thirty and up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not just putting this on, you know, the beloved old people of Alpena. Yeah, it's not. I think they have an issue. I mean, the the senior population, just like Steve pointed out, they. And this is a very broad. Us, general statement most of them are pension pennies and on a severe strict income but i think most of them can understand the bigger picture there's mm-hmm. the that weird mushed up center disgruntled parents or disgruntled with life group that just says you know what i don't want to pay any more money and we don't like anything that is going to do anything and they're just well, that's the Being problem I think with everything. It. And you can't, you can't. Didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but it's just a lack of another. Uh, yeah, and another general statement. You can't talk. You can't ration with that, and you can't meet in the middle ground with that. It's there is no. We become so polarized on either issue. Everything is super extreme on the right or super extreme on the left, and we can no longer figure out our, our commonalities. And this is. For this issue, this is where we're going to have to figure where can we meet in that center, and so I, I agree. Jeff, I, cold kids is not, not is not you. It's not one end. One hundred percent 
100% um, right, and I agree with you. And that's but we're, we are here, and your kids are here, and we can't just how our current climate is. We can't talk in here in that middle anymore. That's what's weird to me is that people. Jeff's whole point is true or false. Kids being cold in a classroom or wearing coats is a problem. Is a problem, and people are saying false. That's his. That that's what he has a problem with. People uh-huh. are just like literally coming along, enabling the whole thing. And I think that's and that's what really gets everyone going. The Alpina News mm-hmm. comment section is a literal meme. Yeah, people are literally making memes about the people in our community who are getting on Facebook and making comments about whether or not kids should be okay with sitting in school during hand coats. It's, it's asinine. It's exhausting. Which is going to be one of our larger topics later. I'm already ripped up. I tell. You can it's, see it. You can see it. It's going to be so fiery later. Oh, I can't wait. I might break a glass or something. It's going to be a mess. Well, I like that I'll give you a crappy one. So, okay. what, what do you got for a hot take here? We got... You got a little bit of sports with some political correctness. You have boomerism. Local. Boomerism. Boomerism. <laughs> you guys talk about uh, Giving Tuesday? I haven't. No, we haven't. We haven't had a pot in a long time. So, so I'm going to come from a different side. Um, Giving Tuesday was, it's been two weeks now? Yep. Two weeks and. As much as our community has an issue with certain things, there is a big, big, big portion of our community that goes out of the way to support different nonprofits and different um, organizations that are doing frontline work in our communities. And there was a lot of money um, given two weeks ago um, to some organizations that we are super supportive, super supportive of. Um, And so I can't remember any numbers. Um, the loft and stuff like that. I know, um, Meg, if you listen, sweetie, I love you. Like Nemec listed, they made about five grand. Saw that. And um, for an organization that is trying to do something for the school kids in our community, it's a lot of money for them uh, yeah. for one day. And so, as much as we informally talk about some things we would like to change in our community, there is a good portion of our community that does step up and does uh, or do give their money and more and more importantly or just as important is their time I went to the um, the monthly feed the need um, event last night and there were so many volunteers there it was just um, a good thing so that program is blown up it is blown up it's like amazing crazy. it's so great and it's great and from what I mean I don't even want to name names because there's so many people that do it but if you're involved with that feed the need, um, thank you. Thing. Yeah, thank you, because it has taken off, and I remember when they first started talking about it. Um, so from giving your money to giving your time, there are so many different areas in, in, in need in our community, it's nice to see um, people step up for it. So not necessarily a hot take, but it's something that's been on my mind lately. I actually today went and looked up what they did, because I mean... I just wanted to know, yeah. and I donated. That's all. I was yeah. just wondering to see how much I was part of, and I was I was glad to see the number. Yeah, was, um, I was astonished at some of the numbers that I saw, and I mean, just taking it back. Some in some ways, I was kind of just like, 
kind of like a relief shock. And then yeah. in other ways, I was like super excited, you know, and then I just, um, but still, it, the way that our community gives, which we've documented hundreds of times on this pod, is still crazy. So, all right. Well, I'll go sports then. Great. How good, we'll just touch on it real quick. Is Michigan basketball real or no? <laughs> Guess it depends on the night. But, but here we go with this. Is we'll Michigan, find out a lot tomorrow. So or is Michigan a top twenty basketball team? Yes. Are they a top ten basketball team? No. Yes. No. Are they a top five basketball team? No. No. Okay. All right. Just we'll find out a lot tomorrow when they play Oregon. Yeah. Of course, it's at home. So. At Michigan. Yes. Good. It needs to be. We've already had to play the number one team nation on their court, so yes. they're allowed to get. So. Illinois? Shut <laughs> up, <on>, man. <laughs> they're all cocky because you beat Maryland. Handily. How good is the Big Ten right now, by the way? Probably the best conference in basketball. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Finally. And what's crazy is... Holman was huge. Juwan Howard coming back. Mm-hmm. Pat Chambers, finally. I just want him to sustain it throughout the year. Yeah. So the, the last couple of years, they've... The, Conference as a whole has started out strong, and then as you get towards the end, it's just you know the typical Michigan State, and you know it's just. It, but what I, I think, think this year, I think what needs to happen is that they need better uh, big dance success. Is really what you because well, it's so, been a problem for almost a decade or two. Yeah, I think some of these schools, and you see that the ACC people has a really good conference. Mm-hmm. They they spend so much time beating up on each other. That they're almost worn out by the time they get to the postseason in some ways. 100%. Yeah. Big Ten, for the most part, is the exception. Not like the ACC, where they don't have an influx of young talent, where there's it's a lot of upper-class schools and upper-class teams, I should say. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So. All right. Well, I was just wondering. I'll do that. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> Unless you want to talk President's Cup, too. I'd be down with that. Oh, haven't been paying attention to it. How do you feel about Tiger Woods being captain? I'm happy with him. The way he's playing, he's shooting like lights out. I didn't see the afternoon pairing if he set himself up. It's only that I didn't know. I don't know either. Yeah, he's playing unbelievable right now. Tiger's back. Do you you honestly believe that? Yep. Rick? Not behind it. Brad? I mean, I hope. I hope. Because I've heard this five, six times, but I think he's gone. I think you'll have pockets, you know, the wave. So what I, I think he did is that he was so hell-bent on showing that he was back that he he should have just shut it down a little bit. Like, hey, Masters, and then instead of, like, playing six tournaments afterwards just showing, hey, I still can play golf, he should have just said, hey, you know what, I'm going to take a month off. Keep rehabbing my back, and then I'm going to show up for whatever is next. And you want to do a couple tournaments, make some money, I get it. And then instead of just totally burning out by the end of the year, and then just you know almost hurting himself all over again, and then really being done. So I think he'll go two top five finishes this year. I think. Yeah. Well, I think he will win a major again. I think, and it'd probably be like the British Open. I was sitting like here thinking I was I was going to say publicly that he's going to win two majors. I I want to go two top five finishes in majors, and yeah. probably win one of them. Like and that to me, Tiger's back. Yeah, I think he'll definitely do better with load management this year. Mm-hmm. So, I just don't use that word. 
That's another hot take. We can have load management. We're not talking about that. Oh man, I'll get you going. <laughs> All right, wrap her up. All right. Probably. Okay. Nice. Are we recording? Yeah. So, our first topic of the night we were going to talk about, Rick, was the comment section of the Alpena News on Facebook. Listen, dude. You can always, like, I know when Steve has read the comment sections of the Alpena News, because I see your IG stories, and I'm like, hey, man, you okay? Uh, it's been a weird day. It's like, did you get in the fucking paper again? And... <laughs> I've had stay out of that section. I've stay out of early it. because of it. Stay out of it. Gone to bed crying because of it. Literally, tears in my eyes, wiping my eyes. I can't handle. It. I'm going to bed. Been so disappointed. So here's my little head of, of things. The thing that upsets me the most about that whole comment section is this one thing: is that there are people in this town that create <clears throat> fake accounts. And then go in and spray this stuff. Not because they're trying to create it. Not because like, oh, I'm going to try to be funny. But because they actually feel that way. And they don't feel that they can say what they want to say. So it, it bothers me in two ways. First way it bothers me is, one, that you feel a certain way that you can't even say what you want to say. So you have to build a big account. And second of all is that. Maybe you shouldn't. I mean, if the fact that you have to build a fake account, maybe you shouldn't be saying what you should be saying, anyways. I didn't know there were fake accounts. I just thought those were real people. So, <laughs> dig up for what's worth it. No, you. I would think you would be surprised on how many of those people are actually not even real. They're like, let's just say it's George Blaha. No, and yeah. it's actually me. I know George. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually me. To, and it's actually, you know, it's just some fake account I made, and blah blah blah, and I'm. Going on, and you'll see it because the person will be like lives in California and not only doesn't have any friends right here, that person is from Alpena. They've just made a fake account and they're just going on there and just that's so sad. I don't really have anything else to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. serious, I mean, it's just terrible. <clears throat> what an awful way to exist! And I don't say that flippantly, like, just how awful. No. You're right. It goes back to what we said earlier. You can't, you can't ration with that. If you have to hide behind something, you feel that you can't. I don't know. Express your views that they're so divisive and you're uncomfortable. You just can't ration. You can't compromise. You can't ration. You just can't. You can't deal with it. And, and I understand we're in a climate now where it's super hyper and it's super sensitive. But it's just, it, it fascinates me. Once I found this out, that not a large majority, but there's a significant amount of the, the comments. They're not even real. They're just fake accounts. There's just people. And I just was like, they may be fake, 100%. Like, they're not a real person, but they're real thought. Like, the person saying that really is thinking that. Like, they're. I just don't understand the logic <clears throat> or the emotional intelligence or lack thereof. To understand authentically that you have that you have to hide your thoughts. Like, if you're gonna say something terrible, just say it. Like, own it. Do you, you, you know? Like, I, I can't. I've made some mistakes. 
Yeah, I've, uh, you know, said some things, you know, done some things, mistakes, right? We all do it, hopefully. Otherwise, we're all perfect and we're all failing. Um, but to not take accountability or ownership for, like, what you're feeling, like, to be cognizant that what you have to say is inappropriate or wrong and hide from that is fascinating to me. And it's just like we were talking, just you said mentioned earlier, how can we have a conversation of understanding if we're not, you know, on some level? It's just like the whole thing just baffles me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I go and read those things. You get because it, well, it just draws me right, in. Yeah, if you go in with the right mind, it's entertaining. You're like, oh, well, let's just see what kind of madness is happening today. But if you allow yourself to get wrapped up into it. It's depressing and sad and it's like that one when I did my hospice post and that guy's like, I don't understand why you are posting in Petoskey or advertising in Petoskey if the event's in Alpium. It's because of where you were. I was like, well, I just am here and I want to get the word out and as I and I started this little interaction and then finally someone private messaged me. I forgot who it was. Like, that person's not a real person, by the way. They're just if they are, they're on the Alpine news site all the time. They're always, and they're not from here, or they're from here, and it's just, it's just a fake account. They're just, that's what they do. And I thought I was, it was a real person. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay. Like, they're like, you can just save your breath and just walk away from it. So I don't even know what you're talking about. I did a Facebook Live. They said we're giving away four tickets to that. Oh yeah, Jumanji premiere, and I'm just sharing blah blah blah. The person great calls by the way. And we were outside Starbucks and Petoskey because I just got word that they were giving us the four tickets. And I was like, man, we got to word out and want to, you know, you know, just get the hype. Yeah, yeah. Want to do it as fast as possible. And I thought that'd be different because I'm always in front of that darn Cliff Anshoot sign, right? Like, hey, it means me look at the sign. I, mean, I get it. A little more so, British. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's a problem when people know things about you. Anyways, so um, I was like, well, let's be different. Let's do it right here because, you know, somewhere different. And the, they just built that right at Starbucks in Petoskey. So, I mean, I was like, let's have some fun with it. And then, yeah. So I even texted you about it. I know. I, I, I agree. I know you were upset. And you were like, I don't understand what this guy's problem is. I, and I know you were ready to go to Because if you would have waited until Alpina, you're like, well, why'd you wait so long? <laughs> <sighs> All right, I'm on it. Facebook is bad. <laughs> Yeah, me and my buddies from back at home, guys that I went to high school with, the guys that I graduated from college with, we have like one golden rule. Don't post. Ever. Don't tweet. Don't post. Nothing that you have to say is that important that it needs to go out into the social media. And I don't think that's wrong. Yeah. A lot of times we say that in regards to like the sports athletes that like 10 years ago were incredibly racist or incredibly homophobic or, incredibly, you know, all these things. It's like... If there's ever a point in your life where you may be able to make a million dollars, you should probably just shut up and just mm -hmm. yeah, keep it offline. Uh, I'm going to do some live action reporting and go find that comment section. All right. Anything else about the opinion news section? Rick, anything you want to comment about no, it? I stay away. You're a better man than I've I am. Been, I've been pushing the Facebook away more and more over the last month or so. So. We can talk about that quick. Yeah. Man, Steve makes so many posts, it's hard to go find it's something. Like, <laughs> and that's it's what's like hard a, for raising like a machine. He's like a 13 year old girl in there sometimes, dude. You're like nonstop. Like, it is hey, terrible. You got a job? I'll be honest. I hate how much I need Facebook. It actually drives me insane. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah. I can so, respect it. But, like, 
you know, if you guys could, I mean, if an average person, if you could make a thousand dollars a month doing that, yeah. when you do it, and it's unfortunate that I can sell two or three, four or five cars by doing that, but it's what it is. And every day I do it. And when you see someone and you guys see it, when you see me make a post and someone's like, Hey, do you know anything about a traverse lease? Boom. It's worked. It's instantly worked. And then it's just like, I look forward to the day where I do like 10 of those in a row and not one person's said anything, liked anything. And I'm like, you know what? Time to put this away and we can slide it away. So did you delete those comments? No, I don't delete nothing. Mm. But anyways. Yeah. Continue. continue. Sorry. I brought that up. No, No, I'm excited. I think that's a great one. We're talking. So we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk about the next thing. I know what it is. Hammer nerds. <laughs> Topic number two. Rick, are you ready? Something you know somewhat well. We are here to talk about the Star Wars universe and what's all about to happen over the next week and a half. Yes. So first, have you Six watched? The, have you watched the Mandalorian? No. Do you have any interest to watch Mandalorian? Do you remember when I came on here and we did like top five overrated things? Mm-hmm. And I think you were wrong. The whole Star Wars universe was number four. Yep. Well, it's been fun. Love you. We can agree to disagree. Never. No, I haven't watched it. Just the kids are wearing coats in school. <laughs> hey, does they have coats? That's right. <laughs> There's always someone in the worst position. Janoris Jenkins, you could be employed. Oh, man. I can't believe we've gotten this point. Anyways, so first things first. I just realized that the Mandalorian happened between the two Star Wars things. I thought, honestly, the Mandalorian happened after this movie that's coming out. Oh, interesting. Five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So it's after Jedi and before The Force Awakens. Yes. Correct. I didn't really realize that. Yep. So there's hope, baby. Yoda will be in the movie. Right. Probably not. But not if, if not in this movie, maybe. Maybe another one. What with the next trilogy, whatever that is. I am now two episodes behind. Ooh. Because today's episode, right? Yes. And then no, last, last week. week's. So. Yeah, I mean, it's an enjoyable show. Yeah, I haven't. My last part was the Mandalorian. Oh, no, it wasn't the Mandalorian party. It was the village. Yep. Where he was trying to drop off Yoda. Yep. You may be three episodes behind him. Oh, no, that might be two. Yeah. What I like is that the Mandalorian, I think, is bringing it back a little bit to the spaghetti western of the original trilogy. Yeah. You know, I think they're doing that intentionally, and I think it's working. Well, that's what J.J. did for The Force Awakens that people like so well. Mm-hmm. And that feel of... And that's why everyone didn't like Rians. It's it too polished. Too much right. like the first, the one episodes one, two, and three, I should say. Correct. I got my hot take now. I'm ready. That's why I, I, I put it up on a tee for you right now. The Last Jedi is the second best movie of the Star Wars wow. movies. Wow. Empire being first. Yes. Okay. I mean, Interesting. So, okay, oh, hey, you now have the floor. The Last I watched it last night, as I told you to. And and what's the best? Oh, Empire Strikes Back is the number one. Of course. 
to the last Jedi. I just found it. I mean, the first time I watched it, there was some problems I had, but and I watched it again. I was like, oh, it's growing on me. But I watched it last night, and I just I really focused on everything. It's just well acted, well put together. I just really enjoyed it, and the story was. I enjoyed the story more than some of the other ones. And it made me cry twice. Each time I watch it, I cry twice. Hear that, ladies? Crying on his own. Well, we've well watched Star Wars. That's beautiful. Well, we have well That's established beautiful. that Brad is a movie crier. Or Brad's just a crier. Yes. Very in touch with his emotions. Which I love. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying. Right? In touch with his emotions, and he's confident enough right. to wear a llama sweater. Like, I wore it all day. All day. All day. Anyway. Steve, what's your ranking? Oh, it's Empire. Empire, 100%? No. Not 100%. Okay. But I think Empire is a really good movie. I know I'm at such a disadvantage because I wasn't around when the first trilogy came out and it was new. Oh, I like, that stinks. Because, like, when I was a kid, I got the second trilogy. And when Darth Maul whips out that double that double lightsaber, it's like, I mean, what else do you want? Of course you're going to want to be a villain for the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh, when Qui-Gon Jinn gets... I mean, where do you go? What do you do? How have we felt about the first two installments of this trilogy? I'm sorry, what again? How do we feel about the first two installments of the newest trilogy, which wraps up this, this December? I am very happy with them. Obviously, if... The second one is the second best. Yeah, movie. yeah. So. And I like Force Awakens a lot too. I love how hard you're thinking about this. <laughs> it gets me really happy. So here's the one thing I don't <laughs> like that's been going on with this whole thing. And, yeah. Mar- and Mar- Marvel's just as guilty of it. I'm not going to watch your TV shows or your cartoons. So I, I just see, was watching the Mandalorian. Well, I'm struggling with it. I'm, I'm two episodes down, and I might—I don't even know if I'm going to watch it this weekend. I might just go into three. I just have a real hard time doing those. Why? Is it because you don't want to watch them, or is it because you have so much going on? I think it's a combination of both. I just there's something about a movie that I really enjoy movies. Yeah. So what I don't and what I don't like about what's happening with Star Wars and Marvel, especially, is that. They put in these little Easter eggs that help you a little bit along with the movie and give you a little bit of insight and information. Sure. And I don't doubt that this is happening with Mandalorian. It has to. Why would they invest all the money in it? Yeah. I don't doubt for a minute that it's, you know, wanting to do something and explain something that we don't know or that will be revealed next week. <clears throat> well, you don't pop Baby Yoda into the TV special and just, like, expect him to just – I mean, an army of Baby Yodas? Are there Baby Yodas walking all over the country? I don't know. I guess where did Baby Yoda come from? Right. Why did they want to kill him? I hope we find out. Did they want to kill him, or did they just want him for, you know? I think they wanted to kill him. Yeah. No, I, I, I disagree 100%. Yeah, well, I, see, I don't know. They wanted to weaponize Yoda. I mean, that's the classic That's the classic story. Turn good into evil. I mean, look at the current trilogy. We yeah. still don't know where, what's going on with Ray and... We know Ray's good now, though. We just well, yes. We, well, I didn't. For a while there, it made it seem like Ray could have been bad. Right. Yeah. We don't know yet that Ren's good or bad. Yeah. 
It, well, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's my problem with the last these three movies. Mm-hmm. It essentially feels to me like it's a rerun of the original three, four, five, and six. So that's my problem. It's like, oh, we have somebody here. What's going to happen? We had everything but the I am your father thing. We had everything but that. And, and two, and you're right. Can't you like you like the last Jedi? Of course you do because you like the Empire. And it has the very of this, this you know, the. Well, you wanted to be like one, two, and three and just be garbage. I, but here's the thing. When I said, when you asked me about Empire, it's not my favorite. I don't. Empire is really good and it is one of my favorite because it was my first Star Wars movie I went to as a kid. But. I don't. I didn't mind the first three movies. The only problem with the first three movies we discussed is when you and when Rick and I watched Star Wars growing up, and you, when we all of us, well, not you. So okay, so I'm my boomer mode. So when we watched those, when we watched those movies growing up, and then when we, as time went by, at some point in our lives, we said we would watch Star Wars in 1995, and we said. Man, that'd be really cool if we could do reduce Star Wars with today's technology and computer graphics. And what they did is like, oh my God, we can. Let's just do everything we possibly can. We have all this amazing stuff. Let's throw it all in there. Let's work it all in there. Instead of saying, well, maybe we really don't need to do all that. We can we need to work every special effect that's been given. That is very boomer of you. However, I don't think it's unjustified. I think there's some grounds to it. However, when you look at what Disney and, and has done to Marvel and to Star Wars, I don't think that there is another company that is doing a better job of keeping its audience guessing while its audience ruthlessly tries to figure out what the hell is going on. And I use Game of Thrones as a comparison because it was garbage the last season. It's your opinion. 100%. Some hot takes. Some hot takes. We'll like, fan. We'll I like, fan. I like how you looked at Brad like, come on, fight me. We'll, we'll, we'll fan, fight me. We'll fight fan me. the Drogon flames <laughs> a little bit. Um, anybody who is listening to this podcast or sitting in this room who tells me that they have anticipated what is going to have been happening in episodes seven and eight is lying. There's no way that we saw the way that those movies were going to end up when you think about what we were talking about in anticipation of those movies. And wouldn't it be amazing if Disney has worked so hard to buy all this Star Wars stuff and buy all this Marvel stuff, and at the end of this next movie, they kill off everybody. And then we're all like, how could they do this? And they're like, well, you didn't want us to do what you were doing. Drew. You didn't want us to repeat it. So like, what if everybody dies? And then the next, the next trilogy is the Empire's really back because there's no one else to... Or maybe the Mando shows up and, you know, is like, oh, I'm here to, you feel me? Like, I think that Star Wars has perfectly positioned itself to move in any direction it wants. Unlike any other corporation or creative entity ever. Well, except for Marvel at the end of Endgame. Well, I mean, but again, you look at Endgame, you look at Avengers, nobody had any idea what was happening. The very beginning of Endgame, nobody had an idea. But they were going to kill Thanos? Is that what you're talking about? He's dead, and then he comes back, and the build-up. Nobody knew what Thanos was. Even for the first, what was it, Endgame? And what well, was my problem is you're talking to a huge comic book nerd. So, like, I mean, you do know, like, my problem with the Marvel Universe isn't the fact that it's what it is. It's just the fact that they don't really follow the storyline. Which, again, you're saying... Is that's how they keep you guessing, but I still. But that's also it. how they buy in the comic book nerds, and they go, "Hey, do you think you know what's going to happen?" Nope. Yeah, but I mean, 
They, I'm not calling you a nerd. They still did. They still did it. They brought it to turn back time. I mean, the whole premise was there. I mean, that was the problem. However, don't – I mean, now we're getting to, into a real artistic uh, conversation, which I don't know anything about, so this is going to be great. Yeah. Um, is it not the privilege and the right of those creators who have established these characters in a world that we expect to understand and then to completely throw it on its head? Oh, I, I think that's the best because part about the movies. There's, all, there's, right. there's still all this Star Wars – lore and legion and like that's why people are loving mandalorian is because it's 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 filling in the outside it's filling in the dark areas that maybe don't have a, a flashlight shown on them no um so stop being such a boomer and just say go with it and watch them all tonight Ugh, probably not gonna watch them all tonight i'm just being honest well you're hurting yourself and no one else. i will probably go home do some dishes and turn on an nba game and you just have it going on in the background and I'm not watching the NBA. I'm just like, you're listening. Yeah, I'm just listening to it. And if I could be really honest, I just really want to listen to the NBA post game and listen to Charles Barkley and Shaq talk. I mean, I mean who is looking that more that. entertaining than that? It's amazing. It's so good. They're amazing. TNT on NBA and TNT. Come on, it's good stuff. Sixers are up thirty-one twenty-two over the Pelicans. So, are you at all curious, Rick? To See the next Star Wars movie? Do you have any? No, no. none. No. Well, especially how Game of Thrones no. I lost interest in it in a kid. I watched the you know the the three as a kid, and then I understand. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't. I respect it's that. Entertaining. It's entertaining to me at this point in my life. It's entertaining. If I saw one, oh, that's great. I yeah. just don't get into it anymore. Fair enough. It's free. I think I you're talking about Ratchet for like the first 15 minutes of the whole thing. <laughs> I like it. So, did I tell you how I fixed John Wick? No. So, you bring you in. Fix John Wick? Yeah. What's broken about it? Well, what's broken is, is you just can't keep going. Okay? You just can't keep going. Why not? He has to eventually die. Nope. You can't. The world. You're just going to have anarchy just happen everywhere. Yes. Are you, have you read the Alpina News comment section? <laughs> yeah. So here's my whole point. John Wick 4, Alpina. You kill John Wick, you lose this franchise. Nah, see, eh, wrong. I'm going to show you how you fix it. You have to change the name, man. Nope, yo. Just the longer still John got Wick. It. Nope, you're just, you're not even going to be finished. Hear me <laughs> out. You introduce, so John Wick, when he's on the run this time, in episode four, goes to, we've already established that he trains people or has trained people. So you're going to go to a, someone young that's an assassin. You can make it whoever you want it to make. I don't care. Pick a, pick a dynamic young. Who would you love to see take over the John Wick mantle? Tom Holland. Okay. Really bad example, but let's just go. <laughs> so You say who I want to see. That's who I want. I think it would be fascinating watching him push people out and yeah. knock people around and let us fight each other. So Great. Tom Holland is whoever he is. John Wick. So, Tom Holland, so John Wick goes to Tom Holland. They help. John Wick dies at the end of the movie. And then Tom Holland gets to go avenge John Wick. Well, that's the Iron Man story. You're going that way. But what you do now is you sit there and say, how in the hell did Tom Holland get here? Now we get to Tarantino all the way back. So now you need to start the lore of what made John Wick such a badass. So now you get to have Keanu Reeves not limping around, being all decrepit. You get to have him in his purest, rawest, which is what everybody wants. 
And then you need to show them, hey, how I picked up this little kid on the side of the road who had to be Tom Holland that saved him in that last one. You get to do it all the way back. You get to reintroduce Halberry, the council, everything, all this information and, and lore that everybody wants the information to. Plus, you have a re-energized, recharged Keanu. You know, they just announced that he's releasing, what is it, uh, The Matrix 4 and, and is John Wick on the same day? Mm-hmm. Is amazing. It? Yeah. I think so. He's going to be competing against himself at the box office. Brian, I'll tell you which one I'm going to see. Hardball 2. When they put that in film. <laughs> when they put that in film. Hands in the air. If you were true player. Bring G-Baby back. Dude. Well, G-Baby in heaven. Who didn't cry with G-Baby? I mean, everybody cries with G-Baby. Yeah, exactly. I was eight years old when that movie came out and I was crying with G-Baby. I like it. Right. So did you like the born identities and all those? Because like that's what that's what your John Wick idea just gave me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm down. I would watch those. Well, it's I just, love. I what love I'm saying is, is, series. eventually, if you're going to have what everyone loves about the John Wick is it's this whole world. But if you're going to have John Wick destroy the destroy this whole world, then what's the point of? It? Then it just becomes a normal thing. You all this, you know, the mystery and all just whatever it is, it's just gone. He destroys it all, and you don't necessarily want that. Sure. So if you kill him, and then you go back, and then you're still you, you don't even essentially have to kill him. You can even tease out that he's still alive. But then you can, and then you can let Tom Holland go start his own thing. And then now you have this offshoot here, and then you have all that over there. So you just want an origin story. I no, I want more John Wick, but I don't understand how you can keep the universe going with Keanu just dumpster firing everything. That's my whole point. Eventually, it has to come to its own end. Well, everything does. John Wick in space. <laughs> it's like Archer. John Wick in time. John Wick in Archer. John Wick at sea. Like, you know, just Danger like, Island. Oh, I like that. That's how I, that, that's, I just want more John Wick in my Animated life. John Wick. I, I agree. I 100% agree. If John Wick's animated, then all of a sudden it's a Disney show and uh, it's got yeah. three episodes on Disney Plus and you're all set. John Wick and Archer go to space together. Oh, and Archer. Then yeah, we can do a whole pile of Archer. Right, anytime you want. Good idea. <laughs> Brad's ready to go. <laughs> We're ready to go right now. So, uh, anyways. Okay. So that Stars is making a show on the Continental. That's correct. So we're getting more John Wick in our lives. Yeah. If we have stars. Fucking stars. <laughs> anyway. Bradley. Wow. What did stars do to you? <laughs> Not be part of a subscription plan, apparently. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness. Wow. That took a turn quick. Yeah. That was stuck. That's going quickly. It was like, uh, <laughs> what you have been at the end? You're the one who gets to press pause whenever yeah. you want to get out of this, Brad. It's like, it's... It's been hard getting a chance to work out when everything closes so early, and I don't get done working until late at night. Where can I even go to stay in shape? Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center is the place you seek. Whoa, where's that at? It's located at US 23 South in Alpena, across from Kiff Miller's Produce in the Lutz Plaza. Wow, thanks, God. Anytime, bro. Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center. For more information, find us on Facebook or call 884-4397. Zen. Find peace in your busy life and get a workout when you want it. All right. Now we're going to move on to our top five. Tell Rick where that is. And this week's top five is our top five Big Ten basketball duos. Nice. Want to get in on this one? Nothing but a, nothing a Midwestern boy like yourself can't handle. 
I kept that 1979 Ford. Look at these stressed already. <laughs> and I was pretty much 2000 and up because, you know, I'm Sam's boomer. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. That's all right. It's okay. Who's first? I will go first. And my number five is my all-white duo of Brad Miller and Brian Cardinal from Purdue. Gosh, they were on my list. That's good. Brad Miller was so good. <laughs> He was, I mean, he gave he gave me hope, and here I am. <laughs> here you are. Yes, I don't know why I liked them so much, but I guess it was because they were white, gumpy people who played basketball. Well, yes. So the beautiful thing about it being each of our list is I couldn't. My bias are so bad on this, I couldn't do it. So nobody from Purdue made my list. Wow. And you know what? I think I realized that if you go on. The, no one's won more Big Ten championships since 1979 than Purdue. Yep. So fuck them, first of all. So then, all right. So now I well, Matt Painter has just been so consistent. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I have two honorable mentions. First, yeah, three. And I'm going to go and so uh, first honorable mention, Steve Alford, Key Smart. And he had basketball. Who? Yep, never mind. <laughs> My second favorite one, D. Brown and Darren Williams. Legit, it's a good group, and then the one I'm halfway glad I'd say, you know, we can get this over with is Mateen Cleaves and Maurice Peterson. They're, they're your honorable mention, yeah, because fuck Mateen Cleaves. I well, that's why I had him as an honorable mention too, but I had Mo Peterson and Charlie <laughs> yeah, be honest, Bell. Guys. <laughs> Mo Pete and Charlie Bell, because oh my god, Mateen Cleaves is a bad person, but a great basketball player. Here. Oh my gosh. He's raped numerous women numerous times. No, see, I don't know that because I'm not from Michigan. Anyways. And he was the cause of the Michigan basketball scandal. So. The cause of the – wait, wait, How could he be the cause of the Michigan basketball scandal? Number five for me. Wait, 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 wait. Greg Oden and Mike Conley from Ohio State. Number five? Who has been more highly touted than Mike Conley and Greg Oden in the past 20 years? Easy on the table. Two freshmen who take the team all the way to the Final Four – and then both leave, and one of them is the biggest flameout in NBA history. How is that number five? Because it's his list. Leave him alone. And I believe, isn't it? Didn't that get vacated too? No, not that one. You know, going back in history, there's been a lot of vacated wins. They went to the championship game. I could not believe all that was vacated. It's like ridiculous. So, anyways, that's my number five. I would love to hear your number five now, Jeffrey. Well, uh, thank you. Honorable mention, John Lauer and uh, Jordan Taylor from the 2010-2011 Wisconsin Badgers, because I hate Jordan Taylor's haircut. And John Lauer, I think that he was at Wisconsin basketball for like 12 years. That big, lanky white guy for could sure. just shoot corner threes every single moment and just kill Penn State every single game. It was the most frustrating thing. He shouldn't be able to shoot that well. He was not athletic. Made me really angry. He was there for 12 years, but he still left early. I know. <laughs> Don't disrespect eighth-year redshirt seniors that are white on college basketball teams because you're going to get – you're going to bring up some names. that Brad, Brad will happily bring up a name that he loves to bring up when you talk about that. We'll do it later. Okay, we'll do it later. Okay. So that was honorable mention. And then um, – oh, I had it written down. It must have not saved. Each um, one more. And I mean, just like that, that like four or five year span where it was like Robbie Hummel, 
Etwan Moore. Uh, it was it was Jaron Jackson or um, it was Jackson. Uh, well, just that that Matt Painter group that had him like four or five in like again six or seven NCAA tournaments. Just wild. Um, so with this news about Mateen Cleaves, um, I've dropped uh, Morris Peterson and Mateen Cleaves down to uh, number five. Um, I, I'm so, like, it is so hard to go to the final to the championship game back to back, and to do it as juniors and then win it as seniors. That's impressive. Yes, good for them. That's all I'm gonna say. Do it as freshmen and sophomores, but. I had to sh- I had to acknowledge them because they are the whole the whole thing. Argument is you could Charlie Bell, yeah, Jason Richardson. Oh, if there was one thing, a problem. Well, with- J- I'm so sorry. Jason Richardson did make uh, and Charlie Bell and and the Zach Randolph team in in 2000 2001 when Zach Randolph was a freshman. They got an honorable mention too, and I give an honorable mention to uh, the '92 Michigan team because you know there's four of them. And that really the was a really talented rank right now. I haven't told Zach Randolph story, but we're gonna move on. So do it. <laughs> so number five. All right, my number fours just for our buddy Rick Scooney Pin and Michael Red. Fuck yes! Wow, Michael Red. Michael Red's a Michigan guy. I loved playing with him in NBA Live '98. Oh, he <laughs> shot so many threes. Michael Red. I just remember the left-handed. Sh- yep. Michael Red. That's a solid pick. Michael Red was legit. So good. So since we're going to dial him back, I've already talked a lot about him today. This is a surprise. Number four, Kenel Gill, Nick Anderson. It's pretty wild. It's hard to forget those guys. You would not. The only problem is, is they were there when Michigan won their national championship. Yes, they were. So that I think that's the only reason that people tend to a little bit forget about them is just because sure. Michigan had such a good run. So yeah, yeah. My number four was Cody Zeller and Victor Oladipo for Indiana. Oh, I knew somebody was going to pick that. I mean, Victor Oladipo was insane when he was in college. He was absurd. And Cody Zeller again, big tall, lanky white guy. Just put him around the basket, buckets. Nonstop. How was Indiana not better with them? Well, and that's why I mean they went to the Final Four, and they were both I think freshmen. Maybe Zeller was a little bit older, but um, that was the year that everybody was like, "Oh, Indiana's back," and then they very quickly realized, "Oh, Indiana's not back." That's accurate. I don't remember I'm going to the Final Four. I'm almost positive. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that all the guys, not everybody on my team. Everybody on my roster went to. Uh, oh, you look it up. I will. I am. All right. My number three is Sean Respert and Eric Snow. Oh, oh my God, Bradley! I did it just because of the yellow pad for Sean Respert. Oh, Eric Snow, Lewis my Bullock seven. is so mad at you right now. That's fine. Sean Respert. Oh my God! It's all for the yellow pad. Yeah, well, sure. my number three. Eric Snow. Greatest duo in the Big Ten from 1979 on is Ramil Robinson and Glenn Rice. I really didn't believe that Ramil Robinson belonged as the sidekick to Glenn. But when I looked up the stats, he's right there. Right? He's number – I thought Terry Mills would be a lot higher, and he wasn't. I originally had Lloyd Vaught yeah. and Glenn Rice. Yeah. So, Ramil and Glenn are my number two. Yeah, so. okay. So, yes. I mean, they won a national championship. 
Rated. Miracle Run of 89. So, all right. That's my number three. And Brad is number two. Jeffrey. Oh, okay. Indiana lost in the Elite Eight that year with Oladipo. You're right, you're right, you're right. And Michigan lost to Louisville. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't lose to anybody. Oh, that's garbage. <laughs> that's funny. It's true. <laughs> no. I mean, it's garbage all the way around. Okay. Um, number three, reaching way back, 2001, 2002, Juan Dixon and Lonnie Baxter from Maryland. They weren't in the Big Ten then. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. Well, it was listed on Sports Reference. They were still in the ACC. Well, it was counted as the Big Ten, so I'm locking it in. I'm going to let you go. Juan Dixon was amazing. And I really love rooting for the duos that, like, are not anywhere near a basketball court right now. Actually, they might be sold in the NBA, but, like. Play Julius Hodge. (laughs) Yeah. Julius Hodge was such a bad move. Anyways. ACC. Why would Sports Reference lead me astray? Because they wanted to lie to you. We'll call them. <laughs> right now. All right. Get them on the phone. Your number two. Anything you want to say about your number two? No. Just sorry to see what happened to Ramil, but life happens. Didn't Chris Farrell do a really good um, like a thing with the kiss in the mask and shooting the ball and everything? He might have. Uh, like NCAA tournament commercial. All right. My number... Two team, which really upset me, but I mean, obviously, it is what it is. Sam Decker and Frank Kaminsky. They were another long time. They're just so good. I mean, they went to all the way to the finals, and halfway they lost to Duke. Is that why you have them at number two? I mean, that's part of the reason I was able to work at Duke Angle. And, um, but the other reason is they won, I think, two Big Ten championships, and then they went to the final four the year before that. I mean, they were loaded. It's they so both the NBA. I mean, it, it's just hard to like when you start adding all that up together, and you really start thinking. There's not really many people on that list that you can say it's like it's a really impressive resume for those two. I'm not happy about it, by the way. So I just you understand that for me to put them there, I was like, ew. But I mean, was everyone as universally scared of Bo Ryan as I was as a child? No, no. Oh my gosh, terrifying! I'm scared of. Madison, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, because that those those teams take a whole different they're a whole different animal when they're there. They are football and basketball. Get them out of there though; they're nowhere near as formidable. Yeah, anyway. Well, you can do your number two, and then you can go ahead and do your number one because we don't need to do our number one. <laughs> Everybody should know what our number one. Yeah, this is it doesn't easy. count. No, it's horrible. It doesn't count. There's five. He's <laughs> <laughs> so, so mad. mad. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> so my number two is Mike Conley and Greg Oden. I just think that what they did for basketball, I mean, they really brought, I think, Big Ten, Big Ten basketball back. I mean, that was 06, 07. So, like, you know, we had the Michigan State teams in 99, 2000, and then you had Maryland, which wasn't even with the Big Ten, like I said. Um, you know, just – I think that they really brought Big Ten basketball back to where it is now, which is a pretty. I well, do you consider them resurrecting the Ohio State program, or do you consider Jimmy Jackson, Lawrence Funderburg, Lawrence? Mm. No, 
They were, quite, quite honestly, Jimmy, I, Jimmy, Jimmy, they were still, I wouldn't say they brought them back. They were still kind of here. Mm-hmm. I was going to say. And then it fell off the table. And I, I think uh, I think Mike and Greg extended Thad Mata's contract by yeah, oh, five yeah. years. Years. Oh, <laughs> years. Years. You know, and, like, and I mean, think about where they've been since until Holtman finally got yeah. in. You know, And that one championship run gave yep. him. Because then you had Evan Turner. And Evan Turner just kind of put the team on his back. And Phil and a 76ers fan. Do not get me started on that. You, you had Kraft and Solinger there for a couple of years. Oh, I had Solinger on my list. But, no, that, that extended him quite a few years. God, Aaron Kraft. We don't have to talk about him either. Now, Aaron Kraft, they get behind. I was trying to figure out a way to work Drew Nedsel in my aircraft. I wanted to figure out the problem is even if I picked one, I mean Nedsel um it was Davis, right? They had him with Nedsel and Davis play together, I believe. I was just trying to figure out who's the duo. I was trying to also figure out a way yeah, so it was Paul Davis. Paul Davis, yeah. And then I was also trying to figure out a way to work in Draymond Green. Because I well, think- so I had I had Green and, and Appling on my list. Can't talk about that one. Well, I, see, I, that's like, like, so I also a quality person. I started, I started my list by looking at like the most ta- like the big Big Ten leading scorers. But then when you start looking at that list, you realize they're leading scorers because they had nobody to play with. Uh, Taylor Battle, number seven all time scoring Big Ten. Yeah, he didn't have anybody to go with. Well, I, no, no, I agree. I'm you know, Appling cost you an actual championship. Yes, he did. I remember that. Anyways. So number one, your number best one. duo of all time, 2000-2001, Joe and John Crispin for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Last time that they've been to the to the NCAA tournament until this year, two guys shooting lights out. If the Crispins aren't on top of your list, I don't know who is. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that is – I really like your number one. I'm Joe and John. I'm Brothers? Playing. Brothers playing in state college? Come on. What more could you ask for? Writes itself. I mean, I'm not mad about it. Just gonna go home and write the movie now. <laughs> Big Marvel ending <laughs> for Steve. Go ahead, <laughs> say it. It's Jalen and Chris. I mean, she... wow, leaving Juwan out. It's terrible. Yeah, that was a big surprise. Dramatic ending. You know what? It's fine. Do you want to call timeout? Oh, you don't have to. <laughs> 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 yeah, right there. He is right there. Oh my God, look at this. this is the friendship. This is, oh this is, this is the... <laughs> right there. She just can see it. He wanted to throw that box. Hey, I, was, I, I was almost going through the window. That was good. <laughs> it's like, it's fine. It's Well, at least we played in the national championship. Oh, mm. man. That's fair. But did we? Oh! We did a couple years ago against Louisville. Wow, that's true. I don't want to bring that up either. One against Louisville wasn't vacated for us. No, you're right. Technically. <laughs> All right. Did you go Jalen and Chris too? I mean, are those the. I, I honestly, in my lifetime, I can't think of a, of a Big Ten duo. That did more for college basketball in my lifetime. I can't really think of anyone. How did that happen? I'm trying to think, and I've really sat, sat, sat a lot of time. I got a book you could read. If you... I'm sure there is a book. I probably should it's read. Called Five. And, and really, sadly, it's the closest thing I could come up with is what you just said, Greg Owen and Mike Conley. And I just could. And they're they're really good. 
Great. And, you know, it's kind of a shame. We'll all have every break up. By the way, we Brad and I talk about a great power would be a what if pod. Oh, it is. Like, like just sports what ifs. Like, just pick a couple different things. Oh. Like, what if Donna and Ab didn't puke a lot of times? True Still a loss. <laughs> but, anyways. Yeah, Andy Reid can't finish. He can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't get me started on Andy Reid. I can't believe he's still coaching. They're not going to beat the Patriots. Nope. Not with any coaching. Yeah. Well, they should have beat him last year. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, it was. He didn't line the guy up. Listen. I, one of my favorite things that have become in my life, just most recently, over the 2019, is when Rick starts a sentence with listen. <laughs> I don't know when it started, but it's just started recently, and it's really good. It's really good when he actually touches me. Oh, listen. When he reaches out, I'm like, wait, listen. I like this that. It's really important. I need you to listen right now. And it's always important. It's always really <laughs> it important. It is always very important. Listen, it's important. Yeah. All right. Anything surprises? No, not really. Tristan Brothers are a reach. I don't expect anything less. Wow. That's hurtful. The only person that I really wanted to put on the list that didn't make the list was Darren Williams. Because he was huge in Illinois. I really was trying to figure out if I, if Michigan State Spartans didn't have machine cleats, whether they won a national championship. Probably not. Probably not. My beef's with the team. Personal beef. So I don't, I was trying to think, like, because Charlie Bell's good. Yeah. Mo Pete's great. I love Jay Ridge. So, like. Again, Zach Raynal. It's a great team. It's just, like. Mateen really was the straw that stirred the drink. I and mean, it's just hard to not, not talk about that team and not talk about him. So, that Michigan State basketball team was really, really good. And Has anyone good. blossomed after college more than Draymond Green? Out of the Big Ten? Yeah. Ooh, I, don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Frank Cardinal. I don't know. Old Depot, man. He was so hurt. And he was so young. Bonus question. How does this table feel about one and done? It's stupid. It's terrible. I hate it. But you know it's worse than one and done? Making a kid go to college for three so years is 50 seconds to go. 100%. No, I, one and done is the way to go. I mean, thinking from the kid's perspective, why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you do it? Well, we should just pay the players. I, I'm not saying not to, but like, I can't. You can't judge a kid for going. Yeah, my comedy could possibly be there. I feel like Draymond came out of nowhere. But did you honestly believe that Mike Connolly would be a 20-year NBA vet making hundreds of millions of dollars? No, because I don't think many NBA executives did either. I still feel like we're missing someone. There's just someone like we're all gonna say like, "Oh my God, yeah, of course." And he went to like Northwestern, or he went to somewhere like that's not really a basketball school, and then he 
It wasn't a power program. Then you're like, oh, yeah, of course, duh. That's who that is. Yeah. I'm looking. And then I'm trying to think. I mean, you could probably make the argument maybe Steph Curry. But Davidson. But I mean, like, did no one really thought he was going to be what he? I mean, I think I think I think of Dwayne Wade in the same way. Yeah. Dwayne Wade out of Marquette. I remember watching Marquette and uh, being like, "Damn, Dwayne Wade's good." And then all of a sudden, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James are winning championships. I'm like, yeah. say the same about Kawhi. Oh, you definitely. Kawhi gets a yep, yep, maybe yep. Sorry. All right, that's interesting. That's a good question. You know, my favorite version, since you're talking about where it kind of got me thinking, my favorite version of Russell Westbrook was UCLA Russell Westbrook. Oh, with Kevin Love? Oh, my God. They're not in the Big Ten, but, like. And, and it was just, like, he just, I mean, he does the way he does now. He just take the ball, run off down the floor, and just hammer on someone. But it was just college basketball, so it was just so much. Like, yeah. What a fly. Nothing makes me more happy than watching you use that Mac and how good you've gotten at it and how much you despise Apple and how don't hate Apple. fluid though and just watch it. Rick and I both just I watch just you like now. It was just like man. just watching you. You're just great. I still ride the struggle bus. It's like, no, it's just like an yeah. extension of your fingers. Man, you know? I just it's could not. Zero. We both just watched it. It's pretty wild. So <laughs> happy right now. Just go with it, man. No. It's the way it is. It's good. No. Thank you both for coming by. Thank Our you. pleasure, yeah. as always. Definitely. That was good. Um, I like to squeeze one more in for the years out. Mm. And I think it's going to be, could be the 23rd, which is kind of a weird time because I know we have that. I think we might have a party or something like that. We do. Mary's party. Could be the 22nd. Just in that area, our guest will be, both of you know him very well, Dr. Ken Gimble. Doctor. Doctor. Don Gimble. Wanted to wait, come on the pod until I could say the so name. Say doctor. Doctor. And he called Doc me. Gamble. He could literally, the day after he got his doctor, he called me. I was like, I'm ready to go. Put me on. <laughs> uh, I was like, uh, uh, all right, buddy. Look at you. I want to do it for the years out. I'm like, mm, no, so that's about right. right. So, yeah. Do it the 22nd. Hungover. Yeah, we'll make it work. I told him, Michael, you just tell us <laughs> and we'll make it work. So, um, yeah. So, we'll get one more in for the years out. Kind of a fun one. Um, anything, what are you doing this weekend? This weekend, tomorrow I have a Thatcher family Christmas party, which you'll be attending. Uh-huh. And probably go to Austin Brothers since my brother and sister-in-law will be in town. Nice. After that, nothing. Should be good. Tomorrow, I got lots of video games on the docket. Is where Paige will be. And then Sunday, I'm driving down to Springfield because I got some follow-up interviews after interviews today. So I'm pretty excited about that. But take a TV to Burkinope with you. <laughs> play video games there with your wife. Yeah, I wish. I wish. No, I uh, I dutifully was at the store all day today. We've been taking turns every other day. Um, so Sunday I'll be making the 13-hour drive and then spending all 
Monday in Springfield and then making the trip all the way back. Monday, Monday night? I'll probably start the trip back Monday night and then see how far I get. Because technically I've got a leadership learning lab thing on Tuesday in, in Gaylord. And then I've got a, another meeting on Tuesday, Tuesday evening. All right. Sweet. Ricardo, what are you doing this weekend? I got a picture to take tomorrow night at the bridge. Then family time on Sunday. Very Picture on the bridge. Are you really going to do that? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so happy right now. Yeah. Yes. We were going to go somewhere tomorrow and we didn't know where we were going to go. So when you sent me the text today, I think you just figured out where we're going to go. Second Avenue Bridge? Second Avenue Bridge. Second Baller! Bridge. On a spot in town. Yeah. I'm not doing a whole lot. Going to hang out with Brad's family a little bit Sweet. tomorrow and then I think Alice and I are going to try to. Maybe see Santa. Santa! And then get some, do, maybe do one or two more pictures, and then Sunday lay low. So, so it's I'm always good it. to lay low. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's that. All right. As they call it, that's a wrap. Peace. Oh.